It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. The Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. The week's most interesting interviews with senators, commentators, and newsmakers. Giving you a replay just in case you missed it. The Guy Benson Show. GuyBensonShow.com. Live from New York, it's the Guy Benson Show. With me in studio now, Jesse Waters, co-host of the Five Hosts of Waters World. Every Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Fox News Channel, at Jesse B. Waters on Twitter. His book, How I Saved the World, a number one failing New York Times bestseller. And I will say you came on this show before you hit number one, so... You're welcome. The guy bump is what they call it. It's a big bump. Big, big bump. (laughs) Jesse, we often have a lot of fun in these segments. Right. It's hard to do that here today. We were watching during the break this press conference still going on at the Pentagon where you've got the Secretary of Defense and the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs taking questions. I just want to read some of the quotes that are coming out of this. Quote, we don't have the capacity to go out and collect large numbers of people. That was the defense secretary talking about apparently the inability to go help Americans get out of the country. He also said, I don't have the capacity to go out and extend operations into Kabul. Of course, these are choices that were made based on an order from the president. General Milley said, quote, I did not, nor did anyone else, see a collapse of an army this size in 11 days. Talking about the Afghan army, massive failure. You wonder if anyone will be held accountable for any of that. There was a question about trying to save Americans and get them out of the country. Evaluations will continue, quote, until the clock runs out or we run out of capability. That was the defense secretary. What clock? The clock that's ticking is completely invented by Joe Biden. If there are Americans at risk in Afghanistan, They're talking about like, well, we're going to do our best until the clock runs out. Yeah, on September 12th, if you're still an American stranded in Afghanistan, sorry, the clock just struck midnight. That's why you don't ever put a hard date on this. Say, maybe do it during the winter season when it's not fighting season. Maybe do it in the harvest season. But in April, when he said we're getting out on the 11th of September, that's when the Taliban advance began. And they're saying this collapse happened in 11 days. No, it didn't. It happened over three months. And he was briefed in June, July, in August as this Afghan army, which wasn't an army, doesn't exist, completely surrendered after a few bribes. So it was a huge intelligence. We pulled ground support. We pulled air support. Pulled everything. We just pulled everything. Pulled everything and expected this. Now they say this was the plan. So they planned for this guy. So right now he said we cannot go out and rescue Americans stranded in Afghanistan if you're not at the airport. So that that means they plan for that, right? Under that rationale, this stranding Americans in Afghanistan, this was an option, they're saying. Now, I don't believe that. Uh, The option. I, I don't actually believe that. They're trying to spin it because you can't have the Taliban playing travel agent. That's what's happening right now. Oh, and the Washington They're the Post, travel agents for stranded Americans. We read this on the air in the previous half hour. The Washington Post is reporting that the administration is conceding that there is no plan for Americans who are not in Kabul. Right. And there are an estimated 10 to 15,000 of them. No plan. 
So this is an Iran hostage crisis on steroids. What were there a couple dozen back then in late 70s? Now you have hundreds, if not a thousand Americans stranded in a landlocked country that's tribal, uh, uncivilized. Well, it's, with it's no way to get them. Way according, more than a thousand. Way more than a thousand. According to the secretary of defense, there is no plan right now to go rescue these Americans that aren't in Kabul. And he actually said there's no plan to push out a road into Kabul to create a pathway for them to get to the city without getting harassed at checkpoints by the Taliban. That Pentagon press conference has now wrapped. Thank God. Yeah. It, that I was mean, scary. It was really bad. And Jesse, I can imagine people listening, some of them saying, who are these two schmoes? Guy Benson, Jesse Waters, they've, they've never served. It does not take a genius to look <laughs> at what we're watching and say this is absolutely not acceptable. It is obviously not acceptable. One question that we heard right before we were coming back from the commercial break on the air, a reporter asked about Bagram. And I've been raising this question. Again, I'm an ignoramus compared to a lot of people when it comes to the military. I'm just a civilian. But I remember when we abandoned Bagram Airfield, we just we turned the base over in the middle of the night. Here are the keys. Our allies didn't even know it was happening that day. And the reporter's asking, why did we do that? What was the purpose of the timing there? Wouldn't it be a lot better to have that base, which is heavily fortified, strategically placed, open, as opposed to this airport over here that has a single runway? And Millie's answer was a lot of CYA saying, well, this was all signed off at every level. And we decided that, you know, compared to the Karzai International versus this one, Karzai would be okay. And I said to you in the break, I said, it's not an either or proposition. We had both. It would be nice to have options right now. We don't have those options because they made a decision not to have the option. And he's trying to say, well, well, it's okay. We chose this one because it might be better. And the reporter said, well, hang on. It was a much bigger airfield, more runways. There's no good answer to that. Yeah, he sold out the commander on the ground, said it was recommended by the guy that was there and said it was a tactical decision that they made. And anybody, if you just look at each airport, one is right in the middle of a city with limited runways and one entry point. So urban warfare, you're surrounded by. You're surrounded by the Taliban. They've surrounded the airport. Now, Bagram, about 20 miles outside the city, multiple entry points, and it's flat outside. It's flat, easily defendable. Big. Huge. And right now we're hearing that they scored a bunch of aircraft and then flew them into other countries. And the Department of Defense has no clue how many aircraft left the country, which countries they went to, Uzbekistan. We don't know. And how do you not know? These are expensive planes, guy. What is he, 30 million, 40 million in aircraft? And they have no idea where they went and who took them? That's unacceptable. I want to talk about the president of the United States, he is expected to speak in a little less than an hour yeah. if he's on time. Often politicians are not for these things. He gave that speech the other day. No questions. I'd be surprised if he takes questions today. He might. I know he's got George Stephanopoulos in that interview that's going to air at some point here. But I made this point at the top of the show. Donald Trump, who's no longer president, has now answered more questions, <laughs> i.e. one – then the sitting president of the United States, and 
I mean, it, it sounds sort of like a glib talking point, but the guy ran a basement campaign and it worked. You can't be a basement president in a crisis, but that's what we've seen for six days. And he's been trying it the whole presidency so far. He's been hiding and he got away with it in the Senate, got away with it as VP, got away with it during the campaign because that was safety because of COVID and he can't do it anymore. And now it's he owns this. And he has to answer questions. I predict he will be forced to answer questions because they're going to be screaming at him. And he'll lose his temper. He'll lose his temper like he did in Europe when they pressed him on Putin. He can't handle these tough questions. Anybody that's overseeing a disaster like this is going to have a tough time answering questions. Well, and and this is the thing. You've got people in this administration who are – Let me phrase this politely, who are smoother communicators and operators than the president currently is. They have been deployed onto TV and before the cameras and in front of journalists to try to explain this stuff. And there's no good answer. They have not done a good job. With all due respect to Jake Sullivan, who I wish I could kind of fix his hair yesterday. But he he just got inundated with questions he didn't have the ability to answer. And then they trot out Wendy Sherman, track record like nothing to be proud of, who tries the emotional play. Oh, we're so upset. You know, we're going to hold a bunch of meetings, these Afghan women. Right now, the priority is Americans stranded in Afghanistan with no plans to get them out. Mark Milley did an OK job. At least he kind of inspired confidence. But the did defense, he? Did he? you know what? When someone has medals like that and is telling you they have the capability to get anybody out there that wants to leave, that told me something. But when they go to the Department of Defense, Secretary Austin, I heard a lot of ums, heard a lot of ahs. I I saw a lot of looking around. Hey, Joint Chief Chairman, you want to take this question? He did not look like he had a handle on the situation. And with all due respect to General Milley, who's earned those medals and he deserves respect – And you're right. Some things that he said were a little bit more encouraging than other things. When he says we don't have the capacity to go get the Americans who need our help, that's not exciting to me. That is very disappointing. It's a choice, by the way, that was made above his head, obviously. And when he says I didn't anticipate or see this collapse coming, that's also, I mean, I guess an admission of failure. But I see a lot of people on social media saying how do you not add comma And then your resignation, like it feels like there are so many layers of failure to this. And so far, we haven't seen anyone say, you know what? I actually own this. I can't be a part of this anymore. I'm out either because I have failed or because my advice is clearly not welcome here. We haven't seen that. Maybe it's still the heat of the moment. Maybe we will see it down the line. I don't know. Let's say, Guy, you had 20 years to cook dinner. You prepared a recipe, you went shopping, 20 years went into the ingredients, and then you cooked that dinner and you burnt it, and it set the house on fire. You're going to answer questions after that burnt dinner catastrophe and say, you know what, didn't see it coming. You know what, maybe I shouldn't have put kerosene in the chicken. Maybe I should have maybe lowered the temperature in the oven. You're just going to say, I didn't see it coming. You had 20 years to plan this evac. Right, you're and you, you had chairman. 20 years to train this army, and you had no clue 700,000 guys with rifles that you trained wouldn't fight. You, had that, you didn't see that coming at all. That's impossible. You saw the video of these guys doing jumping jacks during training sessions. 
Look, it I was mean, the most uncoordinated thing I've ever seen. On, in fairness to them, a lot of them have died fighting the Taliban, right? A lot of them did fight. Yeah, because we pushed them to the front lines and they had air support. Right, they had support. They had logistics. Intel right. contractors. And then you, you take it all away. This is a corrupt, tribal, backwards country. Corruption is part of that culture. Yeah, the president but, who flew out apparently had like – a hundred million dollars cash on the pallets plane. of cash. So much cash they couldn't even load it into the last helicopter. They had to leave some on the tarmac. I'm surprised that uh, Biden didn't reflexively just send the cash to Iran <laughs> directly. Just cut out the right. middleman at this point. Right. All of these State Department experts, these undersecretaries of policy that went to Georgetown, that went to Yale, that understand these cultures, that understand these regions, they didn't see this coming. After 20 years, guy. And then, and then, come on, almost like a cherry on top. And we mentioned this in passing on yesterday's show because it's like the 17th headline. One of the leaders of the Taliban orchestrating <laughs> all of this, we had him at Guantanamo Bay, captured on the battlefield trying to kill our people. He was one of their most dangerous leaders, and we traded him and three others. For Bo Bergdahl. For, for a deserter. So we can go get a deserter that was Obama's and give call. away five Taliban commanders, but we can't get thousands of stranded American patriots out of Afghanistan right now? Apparently, We don't yes. have the capability. And whose fault is that? It's Joe Biden's fault. Of course Commander it is. in chief. Right, and you've he got, didn't give him the capability to execute the withdrawal. You've got the Obama echo here. Of that disastrous play, what was it, 2013, 2014, the, the Bergdahl thing. And then we have today, and the Biden defenders on this keep coming back to the question of whether we should withdraw. Right, to dodge. And making that point. It is a dodge because you can convince a lot of people, and a lot of people are convinced that we should withdraw. There's another argument to be made, and some people have been on this show making that argument as well. Once the decision is made and the die is cast by the commander in chief, done deal. Then it is your job to make sure it happens well. And this, I'm struggling to imagine how it could be going worse. Right. So he said he planned for this. I'd like to see what it looked like if Without Biden plan. winged it. So this is not a surprise if you know Joe Biden. This is the guy that botched the withdrawal from Iraq, led to ISIS. Remember, didn't get a status of forces agreement there. This is the guy that stranded Americans in Benghazi after many, many months of warnings that the situation isn't great there. They couldn't scramble aircraft to rescue our guys there. This, these are the people that gave us the Obamacare website. What, they have three, two and a half years, years, years to figure that. that website out? That couldn't get fixed in about, what, five months, six months? I'm not surprised. This is an incompetent guy who's been able to hide his whole career, and the minute this was the Joe show— Fell apart. The border fell apart. Vaccine confidence fell apart when he paused J&J. &J. You're looking at a labor shortage because of the $300 bonus. Looking at a crime wave. You think Joe is going to crack down on illegal gun trafficking here in America? He just armed the Taliban. Further. He gave the Taliban Humvees, drones, Blackhawks. He's going to chase down ghost guns in Chicago. Come on. It's absurd. Milley, by the way, in the press conference, General Milley said unexpected evacuation challenges may occur. <laughs> I mean, you, ha you this laugh. That's good. It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's Washington speak. It's not how real people speak. Except the way real people speak would involve words that we can't say. 
But <laughs> this is not on the Guy Benson show, at least. This is a blank show. This is a blank <laughs> show that they tell us they plan for. Yeah. Yeah. Quick. I'm, yeah. Go ahead. Quick last thought here because we got to run. I've been thinking about this because this is not primarily at all a political issue. And, you know, you think about, oh, how's this going to play in the midterms? I have no idea what the midterms are going to look like more than a year from now. But you just ran through a bunch of issues. I think about weakness and I think about wokeness. And if there are people who are really upset about either or both of those things, we are watching it every day in real time. Weakness and wokeness. So something like this puts life into perspective. Last couple months, we heard about MAGA grandmoms. We heard about the threat of white supremacy here in the United States. The threat's outside the states. The threat's not from Americans here. It's from outside. And when you botch an easy op like this, people take advantage of it. Russia's going to take advantage of this. China's going to take advantage of this. Who knows what's going to happen? Nothing could happen. And and by the way— I don't know. But— It does not send a confident signal to the rest of the world that America can lead, can be trusted, and can execute. Yeah, well, I mean, you're being kind. And you said it's an easy op. Maybe it's not an easy op, but when you have the president and the secretary of state saying, oh, there's almost no likelihood at all that this will happen this way a few weeks ago, and then it happens that way, an absolute unmitigated mess. And we're watching it live right now. Jesse Waters, co-host of The Five. I know you've got to get down to TV in about an hour. Fox News Channel, 5 p.m. Waters World on the weekends. Jesse, appreciate it. Thanks, Guy. We'll be right back. That was this week's edition of The Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to be part of the conversation with me, Brian Kilmeade. I'll talk about the biggest stories of the day and get your take along with some of the biggest newsmakers around. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the podcast at BrianKilmeadeShow.com. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at FoxAcrossAmerica.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.